0: Please gamble responsibly.
1: Tune in weekday mornings from 5 to 8 for Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard here on 1230 The Game and LVSportsNetwork.com. KLAVAM Las Vegas.
2: Hey, it's Greg from the Comp Morning Show and 1230 the game. If you're having trouble with your car, truck or classic ride? Any kind of trouble at all? Please reach out to my buddies over at Semper Fi Auto Repair. They have state-of-the-art equipment to help identify the cause of the trouble and the know-how and the passion to get the work done right the first time. Gas, diesel, fleet service and maintenance and repair on classics. I use them myself for repairs on my own car. Owned and operated by former Marines and vets. That's Semper Fi Auto Repair at semperfiautorepair.com.
1: That's semperfiautorepair.com. It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick.
0: And here we go, live from the Orleans Arena. That's where I'm calling from today. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here, you there, Jared Justice on the other side of the glass for one hour of Silver Knights hockey talk, getting you ready for the weekend ahead. Uh, which comes with an early start tomorrow, an 11 a.m. puck drop in celebration of Nevada Day uh, as the Henderson Silver Knights have their first meeting of the season with the Bakersfield Condors to kick off a five-game homestand. Uh, And the Silver Knights, four games in, have points in three of their first four games of the season, so off to a solid start. Uh, And plenty to get to today in a jam-packed show. Not only will we discuss last weekend and what is to come on the ice, Uh, But a little bit of of news to report. Head coach Manny Viveros uh, has been on a medical leave of absence uh, for the first couple weeks of the season. He uh, does plan to return behind the bench uh, tomorrow. So we are going to have Manny Viveros on the program. He will be in our next segment uh, to discuss uh, the the last couple of weeks and and the journey that gets him back uh, into his usual role behind the bench tomorrow. So Manny Viveros will be on to discuss. Uh, we'll also have Ben Jones on at the bottom of the hour, talk about his hot start, uh, and uh, get set for a, a weekend against the Bakersfield Condors that uh, I know a lot of fans have probably had circled on their calendar since the season uh, schedule came out uh, in the middle of the summer. So we'll have uh, a lot to cover in the next hour, and always we welcome your input. You can always reach out directly to, well, I'd say directly to the show, but I guess realistically we're talking to... R M A C K. All right, so uh, before we uh, get Manny on the next segment, let, let's talk a little bit about the last uh, the last weekend. First of all, Jared, how are you? I'm uh, I'm Good. doing all right. I'm also well. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the first weekend and for the uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights, the the first road weekend, uh, they got one out of four points in Abbotsford, uh, and you know, for all things considered. Pretty, pretty darn good. They went into a tough atmosphere, a tough building uh, for the Abbotsford Canucks, their first ever home weekend uh, at Abbotsford Center. There was a lot of uh, pent-up anticipation, so uh, in a raucous atmosphere, the Silver Knights went in with a, a rather undermanned lineup. They went in with uh, for both games 11 forwards and 7 defensemen, uh, and of those 11 forwards, one of them was defenseman Blake Siebenaller, so...
1: And now, back to HSK Today with
0: Brian McCormick. Well, sorry, folks. Apparently, I didn't realize it, but uh, apparently our connection got dropped. So I've been sitting here talking to myself for about two minutes. That's usually what I do anyway, but it's usually with the the background knowledge of uh, the fact that you're all listening in. So, uh, boy, what good points did I make to myself that I now have to remake to you? we'll work at it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure at what point I lost you, so I'll just quickly revamp what the show is going to look like this afternoon. We're going to have Manny Viveros in the next segment. He'll talk about uh, his medical leave of absence and his return to the bench that we anticipate will be tomorrow morning uh, against the Bakersfield Condors. We'll also have Ben Jones on at the bottom of the hour. So uh, For the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, coming off their weekend in Abbotsford where they got one of an available four points, played well, battled despite some roster uh, limitations with the injuries that both the HSK and VGK have been battling through. Uh, we talked a little bit on the topic with Paul Cotter earlier t- uh, this week. And, you know, for Paul Cotter, he's a player who's going to be a, you know, a regular member of the rotation regardless, uh, but more heavily leaned upon in the last handful of games uh, and being used in all situations. And although, of course, it's not the circumstances in which you'd want to, uh, to be getting thrown over the boards every other shift uh, regardless it you know ice time is ice time and so far Paul cotter's having a good time with it here's what he uh, he had to say
1: yeah it's uh it's awesome I haven't had that much ice time I think since I was 16 but uh, it's it's cool it's nice being out there in in different scenarios uh, pk power play end of the game end of period stuff like that so it's also good for coaches to look at at guys they're coming in maybe it's their second or third year and just to see how they have uh, have gotten better over the years and if they're ready to be in certain situations. So I think me and a few other guys that are in our second, third years have, have shown we we can be in those situations. And, um, yeah, it definitely gets uh, gets you a lot more touches, gets you ready throughout the game.
0: And that was Paul Cotter And, and uh, you know, I think an interesting point that he brings up, we've talked a lot about, okay, it's opportunity for players uh, that wouldn't ordinarily be in a larger role to get a chance to show what they can do. It's also a little bit of an opportunity for the coaching staff. And we've talked a little bit about how, you know, the first, uh, I don't know, let's be really, really uh, generous here. Let's say the first 10 games of the season, first 10 games of a 68-game season, teams aren't necessarily dialed in to what their identity is. By game 10, they hope they are. But there's still a little bit of looseness out to the, the structure on the ice. And things aren't 100% uh, what you're going to see for a t- from a team the majority of the year. There's still a little bit of rawness there. Um, and, and for the coaching staff, you know, I, I've said, you know, if you're going to go through a bit of a, a roster stress like the Golden Knights and Silver Knights are both going through right now. Wouldn't you rather do it now? Wouldn't you rather do it in the early going while teams are still trying to find themselves? You're not playing the perfect version of the Bakersfield Condors just yet. You're playing a Bakersfield Condors team, even if it's a healthy one, that's still trying to perfect what they are. Probably the best time of year not to 100% be what you intend to be yourself, whether it be in your own style of play or the uh, the unforeseen and, and uh, unavoidable roster s- uh, scenario that the, the Silver Knights currently deal with. But as Paul Cotter mentions, it almost, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase and put my own words here, but it almost serves as an extension of the preseason. The games count, and you need to find ways to put up points, no question. But the evaluation you get in the preseason where it's like, okay, let's see what this guy can do, let's see what that guy can do, and then on opening day you kind of revert back to what you intended in the first place. The way things are right now, you're almost forced to give guys an extra look, an extended audition in certain roles. And, you know, it it could be that from that nothing is learned and it's, nope, everyone is what we thought they were and we we look to get back to what we uh, intended to be on paper. Sometimes you learn things about guys. Sometimes guys take that opportunity and really show you something. So it's not just good for the players to have an opportunity to prove themselves. Not a bad time either for the coaching staff uh, to have that little bit of extra time to evaluate. Okay, so tomorrow the Henderson Silver Knights hit the the ice uh, in the morning. 11 a.m. is puck drop for their first meeting of the season with the Bakersfield Condors. The Bakersfield Condors, of course, if you're, you know, if, uh, the, the Silver Knights are still such a young franchise. We're just into the second season. But, you know, rivalries are built by uh, teams playing important games against one in, one another, uh, and the friction that lies therein uh, when those two teams are on the ice together. And if you can pick one team that shows that potential to be the first true rival Uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights you'd have to say Bakersfield not just because of the playoff results of last spring where the Condors defeated the Silver Knights in three games in the Pacific Division final Uh, but on top of that this Bakersfield team was the only team last year that had an answer for Henderson. Silver Knights had a winning record against everybody in the division with the exception of Bakersfield against whom they were three six and one Uh, and a lot of the uh, key members of that Condors team Uh, are back. Cooper Marody, Brad Malone, Adam Cracknell, Ryan McLeod, Seth Griffith, Raphael Lavoie. They are all back in the mix for the uh, Bakersfield Condors. Um, I'd say the, the one key person who right now is not with the Condors... Uh, is Tyler Benson, who got under a lot of uh, players' skin last year. But he's one guy who's missing from the equation. Um, But it'll be interesting to see if if the animosity from last year picks right back up against a Bakersfield team that looks very much the same uh, and a Silver Knights team that has had some significant changes in terms of some of the leading scoring personnel from last year. It nonetheless has a lot of uh, cornerstones from last year's squad still in place as well. One of the more interesting factors for tomorrow morning, I think, is going to be the fact that it is – tomorrow morning. Now, in the minor leagues, it's not wholly uncommon for there to be a morning game here or there. Uh, for school games and whatnot. This is for Nevada Day. Happy Nevada Day, everybody. Uh, so there is no school. Everyone's off, and everyone has a chance to come down to watch uh, a doubleheader of hockey at the Orleans and then at T-Mobile. Um, but for the players who have different routines to get ready for a game at 1, different routines to get ready for a game for 4, for 7, what is the routine to get ready for a game by the time your practice usually is halfway through? Well, we talked to Pierre deliberatory and uh, I'm not sure he knows exactly what he's going to do. Here's what he had to say
2: yeah it changes it a lot but uh that's just the way it goes and you just got to adapt so it'll be interesting and uh probably be eating spaghetti and pasta or whatever for a 9 a.m or some something like that so yeah you got to get it in you but um you got to do what you got to do
0: so there you go if if the fans want to match the uh prep routine uh of peter de uh then you should be ready for penne al vodka uh, or maybe some sort of uh, fettuccine alfredo. Well, no, that's not a good pregame meal at all. That's, that's my pregame meal. That wouldn't work for playing. Uh, but get your, get your pasta strainers out for 8 a.m. Uh, and get yourselves set for uh, early AM hockey. We'll bring the coffee, you bring the pasta, and we'll be ready to go for the first meeting of the season between the Silver Knights and the Bakersfield Condors and the first game of a five-game homestand for the Henderson Silver Knights. That's going to be their longest string of consecutive home hockey until the last five games of the season, which will all be played at Dollar Loan Center when the team moves in there in early April. So an uh, opportunity for the Silver Knights to take advantage of a, a lot of games in the 702 area code over the next two weeks. Uh, and to try to boost themselves into good positioning early in the uh, AHL season in the Pacific Division standings. We will step aside, and when we come back, we'll be joined by head coach Manny Viveros as he will uh, speak with us and uh, address his return to the bench for the Silver Knights this weekend. That's straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Where is
1: Brian McCormick?
0: Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. The Henderson Silver Knights getting ready to open a five-game homestand tomorrow morning against the Bakersfield Condors, and there will be a, well, a a much-missed familiar face back behind the bench for the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, Manny Viveros joins us now. And, Manny, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. We appreciate it.
1: Hey, Brian, thanks for having me on.
0: So, many, we're thrilled with the news that you're going to be returning to the bench for tomorrow's game. Uh, you've been away from the team during the early weeks of the season for a medical leave of absence, uh, and I know you'd like to share with the fan base what it is that you've been dealing with.
1: Well, thanks, Brian. Um, yeah, no, I just uh, unfortunately have been uh, diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer, um, so I had taken a leave of absence uh, uh, for the first uh, part of the season here uh, we've been trying to at the very early stages of this to try to figure out uh, a game plan of what we want to do going forward and uh, and now that we have one in place uh, through the doctors and um, we have an opportunity now to, to be able to go after this and treat this and uh, so I'm able to get back to work uh, which is for me is, is a really important part of my life and uh, I'm going to be able to do that uh, till about mid-December and then I'm going to have to take a Another leave of absence for a short period of time again to have the surgery done.
0: Well, Manny, it's great to hear you've gotten some some uh, some good news in the in the short term. Um, how how did you learn of this? Uh, what was the first course of, of action for you when you found out?
1: Well, Brian, it's it, it started with a simple blood test. Um, you know, the staff and players. Uh, with the Vegas Golden Knight organization as a main training camp. And, uh, you know, everybody went through the physicals and everybody got a blood test. And uh, my uh, PSA levels came back really high. And we did a follow-up, another blood test, and they came back very high again. So right away, uh, the BTK organization medical staff set me up with uh, a doctor, urologist here in Las Vegas. And I went in and saw him. And, uh, you know, obviously he was very concerned right away. Check me out. We ended up doing a biopsy, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it did come back uh, uh, that I do have uh, prostate cancer here. Um, but uh, you know, since then, um, you know, for the time that I've been away from now for almost a month now, we've been trying to formulate a, ga- a game plan as far as how we're going to go forward. Um, there is staging involved. In this, as far as once you find out you have prostate cancer, you have to find out. In, in certain uh, aspects of, uh, if it's in fact is spread or not, or if it's gone into your bones. And, uh, um, so far I've had the really good news in, in that regard that it hasn't. And that's, a real positive, uh, uh, you know, impact or uh, towards my recovery.
0: Well, that's very good news to hear with Manny Viveros, who will be returning to the HSK bench tomorrow morning. Um, Manny, what you you've mentioned some of the doctors you've been in contact with, obviously, there's been uh, I'm sure several appointments.. What's the relationship been like uh, for you with the the care providers you've been working with?
1: Well, they've been outstanding. Um, you know, just you, you know you you never really uh, at any time take the time to really think about uh, of what what these people do um, until you need them. And uh, quite honestly, you know i've 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 been healthy all my life, uh, you know without uh, having this test done. Um, I wouldn't even know I've been sick, and uh, just the care uh, and the knowledge and the compassion that they show, and everything they can possibly do to to help you educate, uh, you know, myself and, and also my family, and uh, you know what to expect going forward, and, and giving us the best opportunity to beat this has been outstanding. I've been the care I've had here in Las Vegas, and also I've reached out us out of state for another opinion else too, that has been outstanding.
0: Manny you it's it's great that the news you've gotten recently has been so positive um what were some of the initial challenges for you though when you when you first uh, learned of this
1: well you know Brian. first and foremost uh, you know in situations like this you, you, you for myself you become very selfish and you ask yourself why me um you know and first thing is you think of it, is your family my wife and my boys and uh, um excuse me i still get emotional talking about this sometimes but you, yeah. you think about your family and uh you know, you, you want to be there. You want to be there for them for for a long periods of time. So that comes into comes into thoughts right away. And, uh, but you know, having said that, you know, for the first part, we didn't we didn't have a game plan because you have to go through the next step to find out where exactly, you know, how far the cancer has gone along and and what how you're going to treat it or if you can in fact beat it. And uh, you know, we've got uh, you know some pretty. Uh, positive news or not pretty positive, very positive news where the doctors uh, uh, are are quite confident that we have a good chance of of curing this and beating this. And uh, that's something, uh, you know, for the first time now in in about three weeks here that we have a plan. And, uh, you know, me and as far as our staff is that we we live our livelihoods built on plans, and, and a lot of it was not knowing what's going to happen uh, in the future. But now we have a plan, a game, uh, a game plan, so to speak, and and we're going to go after this and do whatever we can to beat this thing.
0: That's very encouraging, Manny. And you know, you mentioned already the uh, the, the physical you had at the start of VGK training camp, where you got the initial indicators. Um, it, it made the, that physical at the start of this season turned out to be very
1: important. Well, Brian, quite frankly, it probably saved my life uh, just having just a simple blood test. Again, I'm at the age where, you know, I'm over 50, I'm in perfect health, and, and you, you just never know. And so a lot of times, uh, you know, sometimes the ignorance is, is not the best way. And I just figured, you know, if, this, if I feel good, there's nothing wrong. And this simple blood test is that just getting a simple blood test. Uh, can make a difference of uh, catching something very early or, or saving a person's life. And uh, I can't help but encourage, uh, you know, people, especially if there's a history in, in their families, just don't get that simple blood test, and that can, uh, that can make a world of difference in the future.
0: That's a tremendous message. I hope everyone in our audience will, will follow your example and, and make sure they're uh, taking care of themselves uh to the, to the hockey side of it manny because you've still been watching the team and you've been you know getting ready you know helping to to get this team out of the starting blocks uh and it's been a, di- a bit of a different role for jamie heward and joel ward in the early going How has the coaching staff handled the uh the circumstances to start this season
1: Well, they've been they've been wonderful like they're First and foremost, they're all real dear friends of mine, and they're quality people, and they're great coaches. So um, I knew that uh, for the time that I was going to be away, I, I didn't worry one bit. They were able to pick up um, extra duties of what uh, you know normally that I would do. They all chipped in and helped out in their ways to make sure that you know, everything was running as smoothly as possible. And um, they, they did an outstanding job as long as, long as, uh, as well as uh, Tim Speltz and, and all of our, our, our staff that's involved with the HSK. Um, everybody kind of picked up in some areas that uh, normally they weren't uh, asked to, to, you know, have that as far as uh, their roles were concerned. And uh, again, you know, the, the HSK, my staff and the players, um, they're an extension of my family. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's good to be back good to be back with those guys tomorrow again uh today was my first day back with the guys again and uh it's it's good to be surrounded yourself where, where people you really want to be with and like i said they are an extension of my family and it's uh, really important to you know to be around these guys and I, I quite frankly i can't wait to get back on the ice and behind the bench we're
0: with manny Viveros, and, and that was my next question uh tomorrow's game it's it's an 11 a.m game so as soon as you wake up you'll be right right after it you must uh you must really be excited to be back behind the bench where you belong
1: yeah you know from a selfish point of view uh the game can't come early enough even if it's a seven o'clock in the morning i'd be I'd be there and really enough ready to go here but um you know yeah it's certainly something that uh, i'm really uh, looking forward to and getting back and just getting to an opportunity to compete alongside uh, of my staff and, and our players here so that's something uh certainly we're, we're really looking forward to. And I listened to earlier to what you're saying at the beginning of, of your show here, of uh, who we're in fact, we're playing again tomorrow. Um, you know, there is in such a short period of time, there certainly is a rivalry built between both those two teams. And uh, I think it's going to be some really exciting uh, uh, hockey over the next couple of days.
0: Well, that's tremendous, Manny. And again, we're, uh, we're, we're so happy to hear that you've uh, got the, the game plan that you need moving forward and that you're in a position now that you can get back to the rink uh, and, uh, we're all thrilled to hear that. And for that matter, uh, if we've got a few minutes, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I'm sure you're preparing for a hockey game tomorrow and uh, give you a chance to talk a couple of, of hockey things. You've had a, a different vantage point for the first couple of games of the season than you would ordinarily have. Uh, wh- what have you seen? What have you been able to assess from your team in the early going?
1: Well, I, I've really liked what I've seen from our from our team uh, so far, is, um, you know, just like, uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with a, uh, a lot of adversity, just like the BGK is up in the NHL, is that we have players uh, that are in and out of the lineup. Uh, this guy's been injured or, or call-ups and, uh, you know, whatever certainly happens up there certainly affects us down here. Um, we've it's been awesome to see some of our kids get called up, Jake LeCision, Miramanov, uh, you know, different players uh, at different times go up and play really well and, and, and contribute uh, at the NHL level. Um, and having said that, even though they're not in our lineup, we have some other opportunities to see some other players uh, I- increase their role. Uh, for instance, possibly they maybe never got power play time before or penalty kill time, and they're getting this opportunity uh, to, you know, to show themselves and uh, show how well they can do in these situations. And it gives us a real good opportunity to evaluate and see what we have going forward here. But the way these guys have played – under the circumstances uh, over the last, uh, you know, with a shortened bench at times, I've uh, been very, very impressive how prepared they are from our staff and, and also more importantly, how, how much our kids have bought in, um, you know, they've taken real, uh, an ownership of, uh, you know, playing our system and how we want to play and, 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 you know, trying to uh, as best as possible, uh, you know, live or not live or be part, be that culture culture that the biggest school of nights and SK have as, as a whole organization and, Um, It's been really exciting and uh, really something to build from over the first uh, two weeks here.
0: Manny, I won't ask you to give an assessment of of too many individuals, but I'm curious because Ben Jones is going to be on the program next, and he's one of the players I've been most impressed with in the early going. Uh, Have you seen uh, advancement in his game and even in the, the short sample size of this season?
1: No, it certainly has. I, I remember talking to, to Ben at that main uh, training camp, and I said, Ben, I says, I says, you look to me that you've gotten quicker um, just from, from just the eye test on the ice. And, uh, you know, going back and looking at uh, his results as far as his fitness tests, and you know, as far as his conditioning, uh, Ben put the work in this summer. There's no question about it. Even though it was a short one, he put the he put the work in. He came back in the best shape he's ever been, and you can see how that's translated from off ice to on ice. And he's been really good. And uh, and actually, I you know, I, I talked to him after the a trip, and I just said, to, said the way you're playing, um, you know, the start of the season. There's no reason why you can't play like this all season long here and take that next step. And that's real positive. You know, so happy for to see him reap the rewards that he's put in in the off season and then making that commitment, uh, you know, to become a better hockey player.
0: Peter DeLibatore, I'm sure he was joking when he Mm -hmm. said 9 a.m. pasta, but I am curious how how players should uh, ready themselves for an 11 a.m. game.
1: You you know, Brian, I I have almost virtually no experience at all as far (laughs) as uh, to prepare for an 11 o'clock game. Um, Obviously, breakfast is such an important part of it, too, and I guess it's just a matter of choice and what they feel comfortable with is getting the proper nutrition. I know for a fact... uh, Our staff there, Jeff Conkle, uh, the players, sometimes it's hard to past it, or I don't even heard of people eating past at 9 o'clock in the morning, but (laughs) we'll make sure that once they get to the rink, they'll still have an extra uh, snack uh, provided by the team to make sure that they're fully fueled for the game.
0: Well, I know for sure that we'll all be ready when the puck does drop. And, uh, Manny, we appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. It's great to speak with you again, and uh, you've got the full love and support of the entire Silver Knights and Golden Knights organization. We can't wait to see you back at the rink tomorrow morning.
1: Thanks, Bell, always a pleasure.
0: That's head coach Manny Viveros, who will be back behind the bench tomorrow when the Silver Knights take on the Bakersfield Condors. We will step aside and when we come back, we'll be joined by forward Ben Jones. This is HSK Today on 1230 of the game, the Silver Knights Radio Network.
1: A man become preeminent. He is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What are mine? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Brian McCormick
0: goes all the way back, and now Jones racing after it, shorthanded, gets there first. Right wing shot, he scores! Ben Jones won the foot race all the way down the ice, got to the puck in the right circle, and snaps one past the blocker of D.P.A. It's a shorthanded goal, Ben Jones' second shorthanded goal in as many games, and the Silver Knights have their first lead of the night, it's 2-1. to one. Back at the Orleans and back on HSK today, Brian McCormick here with you. was was really great catching up with head coach Manny Viveros in our last segment, and uh, such a, a blessing to know that he's going to be back at the Orleans Arena for uh, game action tomorrow when the Silver Knights take on the Bakersfield Condors. We're now joined by Silver Knights forward Ben Jones, who will also be here ready for game action. Uh, ben, thanks for taking a few moments with us. Appreciate it.
2: Hey, Brian, no problem. Thanks for having me out.
0: You bet. Uh, so, Ben, let's let's get right down to the, the uh the performance for the team over the first four games, points in three of the first four. Uh, when you take that result, coupled with again, we we've talked about it a lot, but it it bears mentioning the uh, the injuries and the call-ups that that the Silver Knights have dealt with in the early going. Points in three of the first four has to be a result you guys are very pleased with.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously we want to win every single game, but we've ran into some uh, some struggles that are a little bit of a, out of our control with injuries and and with guys getting called up and down it and with what's going on with the big clubs. So um, I think we're, we're really proud of our group. Um, You know, the points that we've gotten have been really hard fought and to start the season the way we did um, those first two games was um, just a huge kudos to kind of how the team got ready um, as in the short amount of time that we could. And, you know, going to Abbotsford, that was a tough road trip with a shortened roster. And I think we, uh, we gave it all we could and, you know, we were pretty happy to come out with, with at least the, the one point, but obviously we, we want to win every
0: game. I don't know how much – sometimes I feel like people on my side of the microphone give a little bit too much uh, credence to, oh, it's a road game, it's a tough road atmosphere. Maybe it doesn't matter all that much to you guys on the ice, but I, I wonder for the first road trip of the season, having to go across the border into Abbotsford for the first home weekend they ever had, which brought a pretty good fan atmosphere with it, was was that a particularly difficult environment to, to play in compared to maybe some of the other road games you've played in the AHL?
2: Um, in a way, yeah. I mean, I think all road games are just a little more challenging than home. It's a new atmosphere you're eating, kind of hotel food, and you're living kind of life on the road. So uh, any game on the road is a little more difficult, but I don't think we uh, want to make any excuses for kind of how uh, how those games went out. I think we did all that we could. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to having a good home stand here this weekend.
0: We're with Ben Jones, Ben, you had uh, shorthanded goals in back-to-back games, the last game against Colorado here at the Orleans, and then the first game in Abbotsford uh one of them was an empty net but it was still a 200 foot foot race that you won i i wonder if if you even even maybe the entire team is there more of an attack mentality shorthanded because it looks like you guys are really trying to put put pressure on the puck carrier and not only when they're in in your zone
2: in a way yeah. i think we ran into some struggles last year at times their penalty kill and uh, i think that's a big focus for us this year with um you know with guys that aren't usually used to penalty killing um that are going to be put in these situations that kind of the more aggressive we can be, we can put the other team under um, kind of under fire and that forces them to make plays they might not want to and and maybe put them in an uncomfortable spot. And, um, you know, obviously scoring those two shorthanded goals is is great, but, um, you know, obviously penalty killing is about keeping the puck out of the net. So as long as we're doing that, that's all we can really hope for.
0: With Ben Jones, you know, one of the plays you made over the course of the amateur weekend that I found most impressive, more so than the goal, and the goal was nice, was you blocked a Sheldon Rempel shot? Essentially, it looked like to the chest, uh, and just kept on going. A- again, a weekend where it's not like you had uh, much of an opportunity to take a shift off if you wanted to, the way you guys were rolling lines. But um, w- when you're shot blocking, particularly on the penalty kill, is it reckless abandon, or is there a bit of a a science to the to the madness?
2: Uh, I don't know how much science there was to that one. I think if you, uh, <laughs> for anyone that saw it, I think it was just throw my body in front of it as much as I could. Point, point
0: blank in the chest. If there was science to it, you did it wrong, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if we get taught how to shot block, which we do, that's definitely not the right way to do it. So um, don't learn anything from that for sure. Don't try that one at home. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's, there's, uh, you know, obviously with our goalies in there, we want to help them as much as we can. And obviously there's times when we're going to have to sacrifice our bodies and that kind of comes with the job. And, um, you know, the team really loves when guys do that and are willing to do that. So um, you know, I got a lot of guys that were pretty happy about it, and a goalie came up and was happy about that too. So, um, you know, obviously, like I said, though, that's not the uh, not the proper technique, so don't be doing that one at all.
0: How about this coming weekend uh, against Bakersfield? You know, I, I feel like we, we all love rivalries in sports, and sometimes when it's a, a young franchise like the Silver Knights are, it's it's hard to recognize when that rivalry begins. But usually, a playoff series helps, and it feels like if there is a true rival. At this point, for the Silver Knights in the Pacific Division, the Bakersfield Condors are that team. Is there any extra juice for this weekend?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think with, uh, with how weird the season was last year with only playing the same, I think, six teams it was the whole year, we definitely saw these guys a lot, especially coming out of the stretch near the end of the year with our last month and then moving into those playoffs as well. We had some really good, hard fought battles against them. And, uh, you know, we obviously have some, some revenge to be had from losing that last game at T Mobile there, but. Um, no, I mean, I think it's a good rivalry. Everyone kind of gets a little extra amped up for this game. We obviously know that Manny was involved with that organization as well, so we're going to try and do everything we can for him this weekend and kind of moving forward in the season to keep getting points off these guys.
0: Uh, of course, it'll be great that May Vever will also be back on the bench once again. Uh, ben, one of the fun facts I like seeing about you, and, and this is provided that I'm right, but I'm pretty sure that I am, Uh, Looking at your your junior statistics before you turn pro, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you are the only OHL player since 2015-16, so about six years or seven years, uh, with 100 points and 80 penalty minutes in a season. Now, I don't know if the referees are just all over you. Those are kind of Matthew Kachuk-type numbers. Is there a... uh, Did you model your game after that kind of feisty and productive style growing up, or is that just the way the stat column filled itself that season?
2: Uh, I definitely think in a way that's kind of crept into my game for sure. Um, You know, I think kind of being around the net and being physical and uh, playing that kind of ratty style of game has been um, something that I've included in the last kind of few years, and um, that's a stat that I didn't even really know that I owned. So, uh, you know, quite... An interesting one for sure, but obviously I don't want to be putting the team shorthanded, so if I can try and keep those numbers down, but, you know, I don't want to change the style of game that I play, kind of get in a couple people's faces, and that's going to kind of result in penalties every now and then.
0: See, anytime you need a helpful fact about yourself, some sort of like a fun icebreaker or something, I'm your guy, it's either creepy or helpful, but either way, let me know. Uh, That's perfect. (laughs) We're with Ben Jones. Uh, something else I got to learn about you over the last uh, week and a half or so. I got to follow you a little bit on the golf course during one of the uh, charity events that the Silver Knights took part in. And you're not bad. I think you came in. I think your group came in third in that tournament. Uh, have you golfed competitively at all, or is it just a hobby that you've gotten really, really good at?
2: Uh, definitely not competitively, no. Kind of more as a hobby on the side. Uh, you know, in the summers, it keeps that kind of competitive nature to get out and play against your buddies and, you know, put whatever you want on the line and and play different matches and whatnot but really it's just a it's a hobby that I love doing you know it's fun to get away from the rink every now and then and play a different sport and it seems like pretty much every hockey guy that I know um, likes to be out there playing golf and and swinging the clubs so um, yeah no definitely not looking to to jump in anything competitive I think I'm way far away from that.
0: Ben when in your career because you're still young in your pro career I'm curious when you thought you had a chance to turn pro. Of course, when you got drafted, that was a huge hint. But prior to that, was there a, a moment when you said, "I don't know, 15, 16 years old, like, okay, I've got uh, th- there's there's opportunity here if I if I do things right."
2: Um, nothing specific that comes to mind. I think kind of my second year in junior, when um, my first year we had a, a really good team. We had guys like Vince Dunn and Alex Medelkovic and guys that took us to the uh, actually Blake Steven Aller, who's on our team right now. He's on that team as well, and we. Um, we went all the way to the league finals and ended up losing to the London Knights. So we didn't get the chance to win the Memorial cup. But that second year, I think was kind of when I realized that if I kind of learned to play the right way and do the right things. I think I could have success at the junior level and, and I could continue to do that I can hopefully make a career out of it one day. And I mean, I guess here we are.
0: We're with Ben Jones. How does Ben Jones get ready for an 11 a.m. game? Are you going to go to sleep 20 minutes after you get off the phone with me? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm actually, uh, you know, waiting to do that right now, but no, um, I'm pretty much uh, an everyday early riser kind of guy, I'm up around, you know, 6, 6.30-ish most days, so it's not going to be too much of a different wake-up for me, it's obviously a different um, schedule being at a game for 11, but as we kind of discussed today, you know, we practice at 10, 10.30 every single day anyway, so most guys are used to that, it's just a little bit of extra prep in the morning and, you know, getting up and getting a good meal at home before heading out, um, it'll be interesting to jump into a suit at eight in the morning, but, you know, I guess that's all part of it and part of the fun of the, the game we're going to have tomorrow.
0: Before we let you go, just, uh, for the sake of the season, Halloween is, uh, this weekend, uh, twofold, what is the best Halloween costume you've ever had, the one you're most proud of, uh, and what's one that you're kind of embarrassed of and you wish those pictures would go away?
2: Oh, gosh, um, <laughs> best one I think I can, um, I can kind of pull out of my brain as I went as Darth Vader one year when I was way younger. Um, that was a pretty cool one with the mask and the red lightsaber and whatnot. And then when I was way younger, one that I, I hope never surfaces is um, my sister and her friend decided to dress me up as a girl for Halloween. So hopefully that one never surfaces. And uh, those pictures aren't pretty that I've seen. So. Oh, for,
0: for, for the record, when you were little, are we talking when you were five or when you were like 13? What's what's little?
2: Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Everyone scour the internet, see what you can find. But uh, <laughs> bet, Is there a costume for this weekend? I don't know if you guys, uh, I mean, Sunday's a non-game day, but probably a rest day, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, I think Sunday's just going to be more of a rest day, but uh, maybe we'll try and get something going for some Halloween costumes if you send your way.
0: There you go. Give the give the fans something to hope for. Ben Jones, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck against uh, Bakersfield this weekend. We'll be watching. And that was Silver Knights forward Ben Jones. We will step aside when we come back. We'll wrap things up on this afternoon of HSK Hockey Talk. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 12 of the game, the Silver Radio
1: Network. On this young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him. Brian McCormick.
0: Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. The Henderson, Silver Knights, and uh, Bakersfield Condors getting ready to play a pair this weekend at the Orleans Arena. And uh, I'm going to be honest, folks, I've already uh, you know, I've posed the question to uh, to players, you know, is this a, a date that you've had circled on your calendar? I have. I, I've kind of been looking forward to this one just because of uh, what these two teams did last year. And not just the... Uh, uh, what are the words you want to use, the ramifications of the games that they played, the stakes of being in, uh, you know, playoff-style hockey games against one another at the end of the season. It, more than that, it's the fact that both of these teams played each other very, very well. These were, these were games last year that I think really made you forget the pandemic setting that we were all in. These were games where you said, no, no, it, it's not uh, the, the playoff because we are restricted to the Pacific Division or you know, this is the best we can do. No, you could, uh, you could make an argument, a, a pretty good, sound argument last year that when the Condors and the Silver Knights met in that Pacific Division final, the Pacific Division being the only division to have any kind of playoff format, you were still arguably getting the two best teams in the Western Conference and an all-out slugfest. Between the two teams, and I'd say, I'd say, you know, maybe fans forget, but I don't think anyone has. I think we have a very good recollection of what last spring was like in Game Three, uh, you know, a two-two hockey game uh, until the final few minutes of of the contest. Uh, you know, I, I I think that was a uh, it didn't end the way Silver Knights fans wanted, but. The drama, Tyler Benson scored at, at 8.51, 8.51 of the third period. So the final half of the third period was, was a mad dash to the buzzer. Uh, it didn't end the way Silver Knights fans wanted, but it was a really, really good quality series between two teams. And, and again, these two teams look uh, very similar to what they looked like then. The Condor is probably a little more similar. I should say a little more similar up front. Uh, and for the Silver Knights, their their back end looks pretty pretty darn similar, with the exception of the absence of, of Ryan Murphy, and then uh, the addition of Derek Pouliot in his stead. But you know, th- there's a lot of comparables between these two rosters from a year ago, and uh, you know, two teams that have gotten off to to decent starts. The Silver Knights uh, two one in one. The Condors uh, were winners last night over the Colorado Eagles, a five four final. So they are three and two to start the year. So uh, two teams that, again, seem pretty pretty much on the same level coming out of the gates, uh, and they'll go at it for the first time this season, and the uh, the 11 a.m. start time should make for a fun wrinkle as well. I hope that everyone's brunching tomorrow. That's what I want. I want people tuned in to uh, our game coverage. We'll have pregame starting at 10.30, half hour before puck drop like we always do, and have your waffles, have your mimosas. Uh, I want you to be well-positioned for a nice, comfortable satisfactional uh, morning/early slash early afternoon of hockey uh and we'll uh, we're expecting a good one and and you know as i mentioned the silver knights uh, getting a little healthier every day and hoping that they might have some reinforcements for uh for tomorrow morning and already that appears to be the case as during our program, we're breaking all kinds of news on the show today, although that's probably not accurate. We're not breaking this. This came out about 40 minutes ago, and I'm just myself catching up. Uh, Daniel Miramanov and Caden Korzak both reassigned to the Silver Knights. So that's a, that's a big boost to the back end. That would mean that right now the ba- the, the blue line for the Silver Knights has a healthy Derek Pouliot, Braden Pahal, Caden Korzak, Daniel Miramanov. Peter Deliberatore, uh Brandon Hickey, uh and very very possible as we've seen him skating in practice. I don't know if he's quite there yet, but but Zach Hayes is working his way back uh into the conversation of being uh you know getting getting close to where he might be able to 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 get going. So slowly but surely the the Silver Knights getting healthy again, getting bodies back and and they uh will have uh, at least on the roster, they'll have Daniil Miramanov and Kaden Korzak available to them uh, for tomorrow morning. So that is certainly exciting good news. Now, for uh, tomorrow again, as we mentioned, the uh, Silver Knights uh, are starting at 11 a.m. There's a reason. First of all, Nevada Day, and happy Nevada Day. I can't wait to, to talk to the players uh, at length to find out what their background knowledge of Nevada Day is. Matter of fact, I'm pretty new to, to Nevada Day. Jared, are you with me right now? Yes, I am. What's up? What can you tell me about the festivities that surround Nevada Day? Teach me. Um. Well, to be honest with you, I only ever associate it with the UNLV Nevada football game, and that's pretty much what it is. I assume it's the day that the that Nevada entered the Union as a free state. That's, <laughs> that's what? what I'm going with. I could be wrong. I've been wrong in the past. I've seen me do it. Aren't you from here? Like born and raised in Nevada? No, no, not at all. Oh well, then what about Brian? Brian, are you are you from are you from
1: Las Vegas?
0: No, no, I'm pretty sure he's from Chicago. Yeah. Well, I've been given a little bit of information on the the founding principles of Nevada Day, but I'm not going to make a fool of myself now by giving you a uh, a, a half-research answer. I'm going to go home. I'm going to studiously prepare myself, and tomorrow's pregame show. Oh boy, look out! We are going to be. Uh, discussing with the players the impact of Nevada Day and uh, what it means to them as they get ready to take on the Bakersfield Condors. That's going to wrap up our show. Special thanks to Manny Viveros for joining us and we're thrilled that he'll be back on the bench tomorrow. Great news Uh, and of course Manny Viveros has uh, all of our support and the fan base as well I'm sure. Thank you to Ben Jones as well for joining. Silver Knights and Bakersfield Condors on the ice tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pre-game show is at 10.30 a.m. Tickets still available at HendersonSilverKnights.com HendersonSilverKnights.com and while you're at it Right after the HSK are on the ice, the VGK dropped the puck at 8, uh, at 5 p.m. against the Anaheim Ducks at T-Mobile right down the road. Get your tickets for that as well. I'm Brian McCormick. Thank you so much for spending your Thursday afternoon with us. We'll see you tomorrow morning for HSK Hockey on 1230 The Game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network.